as if being a Pistons fan isn't sad enough, Kay Cunningham and health and protocols. It's tough, man. It's tough being a Pistons fan right now. It's really tough. We'll talk about what that means for the team and all of that in today's episode of Lockdown Pistons Podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is a new app that helps you save money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. It can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. For usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And also, if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. We have crossed 1,000 subscribers, like I told you guys. Uh, we did it with like 15 minutes to spare in our goal. Uh, it was by the end of the year, hit 1,000 subscribers. We did it with 15 days to spare. So thank you guys so much. But let's go ahead and keep it going, show that we're the best fan base on the Lockdown Network. So that's all with all that intro stuff. But let's get into the, the some of the sad news, man. The Pistons are now without their number one overall pick, Kay Cunningham, because of that stupid virus, COVID. Uh, but we have we have our friend of the podcast, uh, host of the Motor City Hoops podcast, joining us today to talk about all of that. You guys know him very well. Bryce Simon. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm kind of like you. You know, it just uh, this whole thing, you know, it, it always continues to just remind us that we're still in the middle of this and it, it stinks and it always stinks and you always feel bad for everybody. But obviously, as Pistons fans and guys who follow the NBA and the Pistons, it really, you know, like just as sports fans, it you know, it really hit today. I, I feel like it, it, it was we were just biding our time before something happened. The Pistons seem to have been very fortunate up to this point. And so you knew eventually, you know, COVID was going to hit this organization as well. So before before we get completely into it and what like kind of gave me the to- like told me ahead of time that something was about to happen. Uh, that's what I want to point out to you guys. So I just finished Hawkeye. Okay. This, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening, almost all of you guys listening know what Hawkeye is. <laughs> and I just finished it. First of all, I have two things I have to say to you guys. I know it's a Pistons podcast, but I got to relate to you guys real quick about this. One, do not stay for the, po- the, the after credit scene. It sucks. It has nothing to do with anything. It's like some, some musical. It was a waste of me and Megan's time. We're very mad that we wasted our time waiting for it. I was so furious. I thought it was going to be something big. It wasn't. It was just some, that damn musical that played at the beginning of the series. That's one. Two, I'm not going to make Bryce talk about it, but, but, but Bryce didn't. I, I texted Bryce. And I was like, okay, we ready to court. I just finished Hawkeye. He said, I have no idea who the hell that is. So uh, you guys can go make fun of Bryce or, or go poke fun at him real quick about that. But it's just insane that Bryce no, has no idea about these Marvel guys. Dude, it's just crazy, man. In fairness, I knew <laughs> it was a Marvel guy, mostly because I know you're into Marvel. All I said was, if you asked me to explain who he was, what his superpower was, were, where he came from, any of that stuff, I wouldn't <laughs> have had a chance. Now, I redeemed myself a little bit. I knew Thor and the Hulk and Iron Man and all those Fair other enough. guys and the little the little gif you sent me. But And you admitted yourself, in the movies I've seen, he wasn't necessarily one of like the bigger-named guys. 
Fair enough, fair enough. We'll give him a little bit of a pass, but that doesn't mean you guys can't go poke fun of him. Still. But, 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 all right, let's go ahead and get back into this. Talk about the Pistons again. Let's stop talking about Marvel before people get mad at me. Um, so, Bryce, I kind of saw this coming. Uh, at the beginning of the day, we got the news that New Orleans Noel had entered COVID protocols. And as you guys know, the Pistons had just played the Knicks the night before. So immediately I quoted that tweet and I was like, oh no, something's about to happen. It's, 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 it's had it happen at some point. There's no way the Pistons were just going to go throughout the entire season as the only team that not have it hit them. Uh, and I, I kind of saw this coming. Then after that, the Pistons went on to sign Check Diallo. Uh, I believe I'm saying his first name right uh, to a 10 day contract. Uh, and that right there, the Pistons are, their roster is full. Uh, so you kind of saw that coming as well. There, someone had to have tested positive. Someone had to have something had to have went down for them to be able to pull that contract off. And then about an hour later, Shams reported Kay Cunningham, health and safety protocols, tested positive. Bryce, just just what what was your reaction when you saw this? I know my reaction saw is just like any other Pistons fan. It was it, honestly it, like hopefully, obviously, hopefully he's okay. He he heals up and he he gets back to being okay. Uh, but I think I think the the main takeaway that I saw and I felt the same way is that God now now we have to watch the Pistons and there's really nothing to watch now it's just about to be even worse. it was already a tough watch but now it's about to be even worse of a watch but Bryce what what was your takeaway when you first first saw the tweet notification Yeah and I'm glad you said that because that's how I'm always am with COVID I, I don't really talk about COVID on my podcast um, you know I kind of just stay with sports but I mean. I'm a teacher, so this has been something at the forefront of what I do in my profession. My wife is a nurse. She works in COVID two, three days a week, so she sees it firsthand every day. You know, she was in a position where she had to make decisions when this first came out, you know, two years ago. And so I I just, this was my first chance to really say, like, I empathize with everybody trying to make decisions and get through this. And obviously, first and foremost is not just Kate Cunningham's health, but all everybody's health as we continue to work through this. I just want to make sure people understand that I have zero doubt that you feel the exact same way. And but it is a Pistons podcast and we are here to talk sports. So I just I just felt the need to say that for my sake. Of course. You know what I mean? And so, yes, in terms of getting back just to sports and basketball, it's going to be interesting with them. It it stinks for Cade. He's coming off, you know, a game where he didn't shoot a lot against the uh, Miami Heat because they blitzed him and all those ball screens. And we saw him be that facilitator. You've highlighted that. And then I didn't think um, Tuesday night was one of his best games. I don't know how you felt about it. We saw him rebound. We saw him get the assist. He wasn't very efficient. And I say that because to say that I was interested to see how he would bounce back. Now, as we talk about this, I kind of wonder, I felt like he looked sluggish on Tuesday night. So I I, I will not speculate. I, I don't want to be that guy, but I kind of wonder if maybe this was already hitting him a little bit. And that's why we saw his energy level just a little bit low. Um, in terms of the silver lining that I always try to look for, I think it gives a chance for a guy like Killian Hayes, like, you know, the ball is going to be in his hands now. So what do we see from Killian without Cade there? Obviously, it's not an ideal situation with everybody else that's out. But, you know, I am interested to see what Killian Hayes will look like, you know, tomorrow night and a couple other games until Cade hopefully, you know, tests negative, returns healthy and fully healthy from this. Yeah. And, you know, I had some of you guys tweet at me and actually say that as well, that you guys kind of thought that he looked kind of sluggish and tired out there uh, and not fully healthy when he was on the court. Now, like Bryce said, we're not going to speculate on the podcast and start making claims that he had COVID beforehand and was playing through it. 
whatever. Uh, but just simply saying that you, Bryce was not the only one I've had tweet at me say that, you know, he kind of didn't look all the way there Tuesday uh, against the Knicks. So, uh, but obviously, like Bryce said, we wish Cade and hope that he comes back healthy. And just not, not just Cade, but everyone is dealing with it. All of the players in the NBA, there's like, I think like 70 plus people right now in COVID protocols. Like, there's hopefully the NBA gets through this and, you know, just like the rest of the world, everyone gets through it and, you know, they're able to continue the season and, and people get back healthy and full strength 100%. Uh, but Cade is, I believe he's out at least 10 days, right? He's going to be out at least 10 I, days. I, I think that's the NBA protocol still. I know the NFL is changing. Like, this has been big news recently, and I know this isn't quite, like, piston specific, but, you know, Adam Silver was on the other day. He said he doesn't see the NBA pausing. He doesn't – they don't see – I can't remember the what logic. The, the logic, yeah, like, behind it, which – I can like we're we're right in the middle of it right now. I don't know that a shutdown you shut down for two weeks, you come back, and I think you have the same thing. Like again, I had a wife that had to make decisions like this for the county we lived in, and it's not easy. So I I empathize with these people making these decisions and everybody that's a part of it. It's so so hard, and there's no right or I mean sometimes there's right answers, but it, it's in a lot of ways there's not a right or wrong answer. I think we're gonna see the NBA play through it, and again, if there's a silver lining. We saw Joe Johnson suit up tonight for an NBA game. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas is playing NBA. Like again, I, I don't, I don't mean to always look for the silver lining, but as long as everybody stays healthy, now we're seeing these other guys get some chances, which is kind of cool, even though it's for a sad reason. Yeah, and, and you know, if you haven't got one of those calls and you're someone trying to get back to the NBA, what does that say of to say they think about my, you? Like my best friend just said the same thing tonight. That's so funny you said that. <laughs> I've been sitting here waiting to get my notification. Michael Beasley is signed a 10 day and he has yet to get a call. It kind of hurts my feelings, man. I hey, want Beasley, to see... Beasley's a bucket. Yeah, he can, he can score, man. I want, I want to see him get one of these 10 days. Uh, but uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the Pistons. Who do we look forward to stepping up in K Cunningham's absence? Who's going to fill in for him in the starting lineup now? Uh, should we expect other players to now test positive from the Pistons? Is this the end of it? Uh, we'll talk about all of that when we come back from the ad break. But first, I have to tell you guys about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you a little bit about Price Picks. You've been hearing me tell you about Price Picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If you haven't, now is the perfect time. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use code MBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans only who use MBA. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. You pick two to five players and an over-under on the projection. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you with the projected numbers. I recently placed a flex play entry with an over on Kay Cunningham's points and an under on Jerichoff's throwing yards and it just didn't work it, it didn't happen i failed at it but hopefully you guys have a little bit more luck than i do when you guys download this prize picks so like i just mentioned prize picks also allows mixed sports entries like i said you can take the over on cage points when he returns or you can and you can also take the under on jerichoff's yards even though over the last few weeks he's kind of been throwing it out there so maybe you should take the over on jerichoff's yards next time he comes out there make sure you use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well so go to pricepicks.com today or go to your app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use our promo code MBA will get $50 free if your first price picks entry scores a single point. 
That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first price picks entry scores a singular point. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts like the Locked On Pistons podcast or Locked On Bets for a second listener of the day or Motor City Hoops podcast for the power of knowledge about your favorite basketball team, the Detroit Pistons. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power as well. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. Well, with all the money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save with Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers at one per line. Additional restrictions reply. Offers and covers not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. More power to save with Boost Mobile. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get to, I don't know, let's say like 2,000 subscribers five months from now. Let's see if we can get there. Uh, I know we're coming up on 1,100 subscribers. You guys are smashing it over there, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, but let's get back into this news about Kay Cunningham. So, Bryce, obviously Kay's, I, I believe, unless they change the – I know um, there's been some reports. I don't know if they're legitimate, but I know there's been some reports that – uh, some of the sports leagues are considering just if you're uh, sympt- asymptomatic and you're uh, vaccinated, they may just let you start playing through it nowadays or soon. I don't know if that's eventually going to end up happening. Uh, but Kate's out 10 ga- or ten days or at least until he, I believe it's four straight negative tests he has to get as well uh, before he returns. Uh, who do you expect to let, – let's let's tackle this topic first. Who do you think is going to start in place of Kate Cunningham? Not who you think is going to – you know, take on the, the load or take on some touches that has a bigger role now, but just who do you think is go- they're going to choose to start in his place in the starting lineup? I can't hear your mic's muted. I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. Gosh, <laughs> Go ahead. I think we'll see a similar lineup to uh, what we saw on Tuesday. So I, with Killian Hayes back, I believe the reports today that he wasn't on the injury report um, for Wednesday. And so I think we'll see Kojo, Hayes, Diallo, Bay, and Stewart. I think that's what we'll see. You'll just essentially see Killian Hayes slide in to where Cade Cunningham was starting. That's what I'll think for that's what I think for the starting lineup. Yeah, I also think they're just gonna go ahead and slide Kojo in there. Um, I think they're liking a little bit of their bench play that they're getting from Saban Lee off the bench. So I don't think they think about starting him. Uh, I don't think they want to start Frank Jackson. Uh he he's kind of thriving right now over the last uh I'd say like three weeks, I think it's been four weeks maybe, uh off the bench as well. Uh so I and Kojo also was out the rotation. And you know how Dwayne Casey has mentioned multiple times how he likes keeping his bench unit together. Uh, so it makes sense that he would take someone out the rotation or someone he trusts in Kojo and just putting him into the starting lap since they like having two ball handlers in the starting lap anyways. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, but what do you, who do you think is going to step up? Who, who are you looking forward to? Uh, actually, no, we'll, we'll split, let's split this up into two topics, actually. First one, who do you think they're, they're going to want to see step up? And then the second topic, we'll say, who do we want to see step up in that place? It, it could be the same answer. But so, just let's go ahead and go one and two. Yeah, so I think Sadiq Bay is going to be the guy that tries to. And I'm going to be honest, Koo, it makes me a little bit nervous because I think this could end up being a negative for Sadiq Bay if he's trying to do too much. Um, you know, we've seen him play a little bit better. He didn't necessarily play as well Tuesday night. 
um, but it was a lot of shot attempts on Tuesday night. Like he's going to have to take 20 attempts. So we're going to find out for the next three or four games, like what kind of scoring load can Sadiq Bay really take? Um, it's not necessarily fair. You know, I did some of the quick math. So right now the Pistons top three uh, um, in money in terms of contracts are out. 48% of the scoring, 38% of the rebounding, 47% of the assists, 49% of the steals between Olenek, Grant, and Cade Cunningham. So it's hard to judge him too much, but I think it'll be Bay. The one I want to see is Killian Hayes. Okay, so I think we're going to go far somewhere with the second time, with the second question. But I agree with you that I think they're going to – maybe they won't ask him to do it, but I think Sadiq's just going to take it on himself whether they ask him to or not. Uh, but I agree with you that that kind of makes me worried uh, because I believe – those three games that he was playing really well before this past game against the Knicks, where he really took us, he, he had another really tough game. Uh, those three games that look, he was playing within himself. He was making quick and decisive decisions. He wasn't sitting out there trying to ISO guys. If he took guys to the basket, it was quick, decisive moves. It wasn't, excuse me, the little between the legs, ISO has the, all that stuff that he was doing for the majority of the season. It was quick and decisive moves off of catch and shoots. And that was really helping him. He was also getting to the, Free throw line plenty of times. We talked about that on the podcast. Uh, he had one game, I believe he had 10 free throws. He, I believe over three games he attempted eight, 19 free throws. Uh, so he was doing a good job, and he was playing quick and decisive and playing very smart. Uh, but then, you know, I, I, I'm worried as well that if if he takes it upon himself to try filling the scoring load, he's going to fall back into those old habits that we had seen before those three games. Um, and like I said, not that those three games have completely eliminated that, and all of a sudden he was back to normal and he was going to go back to being – you know, all of a sudden he's going to be a 20-point-per-game scorer doing those things. But it looked like he was taking steps in the right direction for those three games. I'm worried that he may revert a little bit and go back to what he was doing with those for the majority of the season, and that was, you know, long, drawn-out isos, taking shots that he just isn't, you know, very good at and, and putting himself in tough situations. So I hope he doesn't do that, uh, but I, I do predict that he's probably going to be the one that starts to take, a, take up a little bit more shots. Um, I guess you could kind of say – is that really on Sadiq or will that be on the lack of aggressiveness from the rest of the starting lineup? And I think that will take us into what you were just talking about, how you want to see killing Hayes. You, killing Hayes is the one you want to see step up. What do you, what do you mean by that? What do you want to see from him? Do you want to see him take 15, 20 shots? Like what, what is it that you want to see from him? Yeah. I mean, I would like to see him take more shots than what we normally see because who else are going to take those shots? Like, I mean, yeah, I know Kojo would do it, but I'm not really interested in that. I think Hami's probably taking about as many shots as what he needs to. I guess it'd be okay to see him for a few games, try to expand his offensive game, but he wasn't really efficient on 13 shots on Tuesday night either. I don't think Isaiah Stewart has it there. I'm not going to go down the line. You guys get the point here. So I think Killian Hayes, is like it's just an opportunity for him to take more shots. I'd like to see 10 or 12 from him, not necessarily forcing, but this is a chance for us to see the ball in his hands more than what we've seen. And this is something we've talked about with him is maybe that's where he would be better is with the ball in his hands. So I know they're still going to give it to Kojo. I know Hami will dribble it up sometimes. He'll probably play with Saban Lee. But some of those actions that Cade Cunningham was getting, we should see those for Killian Hayes. And I'm really interested to see how he fares in those situations. So I think it's really Killian Hayes. I, I do want to see Diallo be more aggressive. And then Frank Jackson is a guy that's probably going to have to force and take more shots. And then one quick one, Luca Garza. Uh, I mean, why not, right? Like you're going to need some scoring. If there's one thing he hopefully can do, it's that. Let's find out if he can do it with a little more volume. 
Uh, I have a lot to say about your Killing Hayes point because I also agree with that, and there's some some numbers I want to throw out there. But just you brought his name, but I kind of want to ask you a little bit about him real quick before we go to the ad break. Uh, Luca Garza, he got he got played off the floor against the Knicks there, uh, and I was asked on Woodward Sports, what do you what do you expect, Ku, from from Luca Garza? And I said, you know, it's a tough it's tough to really want to you know, it's tough to see him out on the floor because yes, he brings you stuff offensively. But he's one of those players who can very quickly be played off the floor defensively if teams really attack him and start going after him. And if he's not providing you like instant offense and like scoring ability almost every possession, it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, make sense of why he should be out there if you're just going to take advantage of him defensively. Uh, do you think, you know, I know they just signed Chick Diallo, like we mentioned earlier. He's a center slash power forward or slash wing where he's kind of, I honestly think he's kind of like in that Tyler Cooper role when he can play center, but he's like in between. Like three yep. different positions, he's not. He's like six eight, like like a seven five wingspan, whatever. Uh, do you think? Would you rather see Check Diallo get some minutes, or do you think Luca Garza should get those minutes? I, I would rather see Luca Garza. You know, we were talking before the episode. I watched Check Diallo at KU. I'm from Kansas, so obviously I watch a, a lot of those games. He had a you know, an inspiring freshman season at KU. Bill Self is notably hard on incoming freshmen, um, but he really had a hard time getting off the bench. He's kind of an undersized guy who's like a high motor, you know, this lob guy, whatever. But just looking at his G League stats, he has like two or two on alley-oops. Most of them are dunks. I'm assuming that's just dump-offs. Like he probably has more explosion off the floor in the dunker spot than maybe what Isaiah Stewart has. But I would like to see Luca Garza. Like, And you bring up a good point. And it's like Luca Garza's only shooting 33% from three right now. Like I'm not going to go as far as his dad and think he's going to be a 50% three-point shooter, but he's got to be over 40 to be a net positive. You know, even something close, like I'm thinking like 40 to 45% from three. I know that's a tall ask, but he's going to get worked over on the defensive end. You know, maybe this is a chance to experiment with some zone. Like, hey, we're going to play Luca Garza for 18 minutes. And during 12 of those 18 minutes, we're going to go zone with him on the floor, try to hide him a little bit, disrupt the offense, and then try to get some buckets from him on the other end. All right. Well, I'll leave it there, and when we come back, I'll give my thoughts about Keelan Hayes, who I also agree with Bryce. I, I'd like to see him take a step forward here and take on some of the responsibility. Uh, but before we get into that, i got to tell you guys about another one of our sponsors. we got to keep the lights on, on everybody. Uh, i got to tell you guys a little bit about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill today to take control of your, of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill account surge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on MBA. Go right now to truebill.com slash locked on MBA. It can save you thousands a year. That's truebill.com slash locked on MBA. I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And again, go check out the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Really appreciate it. Uh, but let's go ahead and get right back into what we were talking about. about uh, Killian Hayes. I also agree, Bryce. I'd like to see Killian Hayes take a step forward, take on some of the role here. Uh, there's some numbers I want to throw out there to you guys real quick about Killian Hayes as before we, before I start talking about that. So 
Killian's rookie season in 26 games. He's almost to the amount of games he played in his rookie season. He played 26 in his rookie season, 24 so far this year. Um, in his 26 games last year, he took 7.7 shots a game. This year, he's taking 6.6 shots shots a game. So he's uh, he's had less shot attempts. Uh, last season, where is that? Uh, last season, he had a usage rate of 19.0%. This year, he's at 14.3%. Uh, so across the board, with the addition of Kate Cunningham, we all saw this coming. This is It wasn't like it was a shock or anything. Uh, but Killing Hayes has had his usage completely cut down. Uh, he's had his shot attempts cut down a little bit. Uh, and, it, you know, I, I honestly, I feel like they were working to, I've said this a few times on the podcast. I think they were working towards this a few games, like the last two or three games. So, of uh, staggering him and him and uh, Kate Cunningham and trying to get killing the ball more uh, when, when Kate's off the floor. Uh, but this, this is my problem that I, I'm kind of looping this together. Why I want to kill and do more and what a problem I've had with the Pistons lately. Uh, I just don't think it's really, it's hard to expect I, for me. It's hard to expect killing to do much with six shots a game. Like if that's all you're going to ask him to do and you ask him to sit in the corner, and we talked about this in the podcast for a while. Uh, if he's sitting in the corner, while I agree that he's shooting well from the corner and you want him taking catch-and-shoot jumpers from the corner, if that's all you're asking him to do, it, his his opportunities are going to vary game to game. It's not going to be – he's heavily go, he's going to be heavily reliant on his guys, one, finding him on corner threes, and two, hoping that his defender helps down. It, his, his opportunities will vary game to game and quarter to quarter. And some games he'll go five shots. Some games he'll go two shots. Some games he'll go seven shots. If that's all you're asking him to do. And I don't think that's really, you know, you're not getting the, you're not really helping him develop his other parts of his game if he's only getting six shots a game. Uh, so now, leading into why I want to see more from him without Kate on the floor, and now that he's going to be out for at least 10 games, I'd hope, or not 10 games, 10 days, I'd hope to see him take somewhere between like 10 and 12 shots a game. I want to see him get some shots up, uh, whether he shoots 30%, 40%, 50%, whatever. I, obviously, I hope he shoots well on these. I want to see him play well, but I also want to see him get shots up, get some opportunities up there, and, and you know, increase your volume uh, because it's hard to be efficient, in my opinion, on low volume. Like you're getting, if you if you go like 0 of two, that's all you got. Like one of three, that's 33 percent. Two of four, you're 50 percent. But like it's it's hard to like continue and skin to a rhythm and really do anything with four shots a game, five shots a game. You're asking him to do a lot with a little. And I, I haven't really agreed with that for a minute now. Uh, so I hope that that kind of becomes an opportunity for him with Kate out, that he can get towards the 10 to 12 shots a game. We can see a little bit more variety for him, not just catch and shoot threes, maybe some more pull-up middies, see him get to the rim a little bit more, draw some more fouls where he's shooting 92% of the season. I'd like to see him take some more free throws and get to the line. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Killian Hayes obviously is the one that, that should be stepping up because without that, Kate Cunningham out there, as long as they don't force feed the hell out of Kojo, which I guess you can't really put past them. Uh, but as long as they don't do that, he should be, excuse me, the obvious one to receive the usage rates with, with him being like the other main ball handler on the court. Yeah, and I think what we've seen from Killian Hayes is we've seen flashes, Koo. Like we've seen, you know, I think that's what like people like me and you see that are still um, op uh, optimistic about what Killian Hayes can become. And the people that aren't are just like, well, there's not enough of the flashes or whatever. And I guess I understand that. But I've seen enough flashes to just like want to see it in a large sample size right now. I think the staggering of minutes, and I know we're talking about right now without Cade, but when Cade comes back, and I know the starting lineup's been all over the place, and it, here, here we are again with another change. I just want to see that. I, I think he's going to have to learn to be good off the ball 
playing with Cade. There's no doubt about that. But why not take him out with six minutes to go in the first quarter, let Cade play the whole first quarter, and then bring back Killian to start the second quarter and run, quote-unquote, run the second unit? Like, I, I think that's the role. I think that's a perfect role for Killian Hayes. That's what I would like to see for him. And we'll be able to get a little bit of taste of that here with Cade Cunningham out. Now, he's going to be running the starting unit against other starters, so it's not going to be quite the same thing. And you know, again, no Jeremy Grant, no Kelly Olynyk, no Cade Cunningham. So, you know, not necessarily the, the the best running mates to go with him. That's why I'd like to see Frank Jackson on the floor with him a little bit. However, that lineup would happen. So at least he has one guy that can, you know, conceivably, you know, space the floor for him. But I, I just think it'd be nice to see what kind of growth. You, you, you brought that up right there. We're not seeing as much usage. I'd like to see what can he do with a little bit higher usage here in year two. Yeah, I think that's obviously where everyone's going to be looking forward to it. it. Like I said, with Kay Cunningham, they had two main ball handlers with him and Killian. Without Cade, you have to automatically assume that a lot of that's going to go to K, uh, Killian now. Uh, and like I said, as long as they don't force feed Kojo. So I, we're both looking forward to seeing what we uh, what comes from Killian as long as, you know, no one else gets hit with the COVID bug, uh, which I wouldn't put out of the realm of possibility because they did just play the Knicks. Uh, and like I said, New Orleans Noel tested positive case not tested positive so i wouldn't be surprised in like the next 24 hours or by the time you guys listen to this podcast we hear that someone else from the pistons is is going into cobra protocol uh hope obviously we hope not but i wouldn't put it past uh the possibility of happening uh but bryce thank you for coming on man i don't know if we got much else to talk about we're at 29 minutes i think this may be one of the first times me and bryce wrap up pretty early uh, unless bryce you got something else you want to talk about man but no, I, I don't know if we got anything I better not bring anything else up because we'll get on it. We'll get on a roll and then we'll get in trouble. So I, I know this, this will average out all the ones I come on and we get, we go way over 40 minutes. So th this will be perfect. So fair enough. Fair enough. I ask, actually, let me ask you just one question. This is it. I don't want, I, I, we may, I don't want to turn this into us running on too long, but I just want to ask this one question with Isaiah Stewart. Ooh, that's, that's the one thing I was going to bring up if we kept talking. So. Well, wait, so I'll let you go ahead. Where were you going to go with it? Because you might no, just go where I was asking. No, I was just going to ask what you thought. I think this will be an interesting stretch for him because guys have to take on bigger roles. I think he was already in a bigger role than what he was ready for. And so it'll be really interesting how he looks for the next few games. I was just going to bring up that, you know, he really struggled against the Knicks, finishing buckets around the rim. He's shooting 43% over the last five games, 68% from the free throw line. Uh, he's averaging 10 points and 10 rebounds, uh, but he's not doing it very efficiently. Uh, does, I just wanted to know real quick, Are you? do you feel like you're seeing any kind of progression from him throughout the uh, season? Or do you feel like – I know last time when you were on the podcast, me and you – I think it was last week when me and you were on the podcast and you said that you feel like – actually, it might be on your podcast. I don't know which one it was. Uh, but you mentioned that you thought that he may have – his progression may have stagnated. Do you still feel like that? I, I do. Uh, I really do offensively. I'm not trying to be negative. I don't think that's a hot take or a negative take. I don't think we've seen a progression in his offensive game. And and here's here's my thing. Here's how I know that it really – like I waver every game trying to figure out where I would like to see the most progression from Isaiah Stewart. One game I'm like, man, I'd really like to see the short roll passing. Like if he just improves in that. And then it's the next game it's like, eh, maybe if he just extended his jump shot to the three-point line, that would be it. And then right now for me it's like, He's got to be better in the dunker spot. He's got to I, – I really think that's where I'm going to stick. He's got to be able to finish offensive rebound putbacks. He's got to be able to fi finish drive and dump offs whenever he's in that spot. 
and he just isn't doing it right now. Robinson and Noel were a really tough match. They gave him fits on both ends of the floor coup. And it's not like those guys are just unreal players at that spot, but they, their length, their athleticism really gave him trouble. And I think trying to finish around the rim in those situations is going to be a huge, huge thing that he has to develop. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with them too. I, I like to see him just, there's two areas that, you know, there, there's all kinds of places, I, I, like you said, that you could want to see more progress from him offensively. But the two spots that I'm, I'm going to focus on, uh, hopefully we see a little bit of that over the next few games uh, with Cade out. Maybe he, you know, maybe something clicks and he's like, okay, I got to do more or something. Maybe, I don't know. But two things I want to see from him. One, I want to see him roll harder. We talked about this on your podcast when I guessed on it a few days ago. If you guys haven't checked that out, go check it out now at the Motor City Hoops podcast. Um, but he doesn't really roll hard. He kind of like shuffles his feet and doesn't really go straight to the basket, which it's, it's like not even a roll at that point. It's basically just like hovering around. Uh, so I like to see that happen. And two, like you said, that it's the dunker spot. Um, there's two things that I see him do when he gets in the dunker spot. Either one, he just lacks explosiveness. He can't get off the ground. Or two, he hesitates and almost travels. Like he doesn't just go straight up. He tries to pump pick three or four times and he gets stuck. And now he's surrounded by three people and he can't go nowhere. Uh, when he gets there, I'd like to see him just go up quickly. Just go up, put it on the rim, put it on the backboard, try to dunk it, something. Uh, because stopping and, and, and hesitating, I don't think it's doing him much good either. Uh, it's tough. I agree with you. His progression stagnated, uh, and it was really on display against the Knicks. It sucks to see, uh, but you know, without Kelly Olynyk and and you know with Cade out now, and it's it's gonna be tough. It's definitely gonna be a tough watch. Are you? I, I we'll end the podcast with this right here, Bryce. Where was your fun level of watching the Pistons before Cade got hurt or before Cade got COVID? Where, on one to ten, where was it at? Oh, it's in. Like, I mean, it's you still had Cade Cunningham, Hami starting. Like, I'm all in still. Okay, so now that Cade's gone, what's 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 your what's your what was your excitement level for today's game? I want to say ten, but in it's all, not 10. Don't it's not. It, no, you're right. It's not <laughs> because Cade was a huge part of that. Jeremy's, you know, all these guys. Killian coming back still gets me very excited. Like, the, if Killian was also not playing coup. I would, it would be quite a bit lower, but it's still pretty high. Like I'm still, I'm excited about watching Killian. I'm excited about watching Hami. I'm always excited about see what Frank Jackson does. So I'm still like at a nine, like I'll be excited to watch this game. Um, uh, it, it might be rough. It really might be. And that might change throughout the game, but to start the game, it's still very high. I'll end the podcast with this. Bryce, Bryce is being too optimistic for all you guys. I'm going to go ahead and say my excitement level. And literally, my excitement level only is because Killian Hayes is still out there. If Killian was still out, I'd be down at a one. Because it just, I I, it, I couldn't. Because this is the thing. Killian, I have something to look forward to and see if he's, like, going to take this opportunity and do more with his usage rate. That's the only reason why it would be more exciting. But as of right now, with Killian on the floor, I, I'll, I'll say it's at around a six. Like, my excitement level. At a six. Uh, it was around like a nine with Cade healthy, but now that he's gone, it's like a six right now. Hey, I want to throw one thing out, and I know we really go do ahead. have to go now, and maybe we can bring it up in a different one, but I would really like to see Hamadiallo play in some of these spots we're talking about as a pick-and-roll guy. I know he's only 6'5 or whatever. I get it. I understand it's a little unconventional, but he's explosive. He's probably the most athletic guy on the team. I really wouldn't mind him in those spots a little bit and then definitely in the dunker spot, Koo. I would love to see Hami in the dunker spot. He can catch lobs. He can put back offensive rebounds. I really, really would like to see him utilize just a little bit. I, again, I know it's not like your typical guy in those spots, 
But for this team, for where we're at, I, I think it could work a little bit. Yeah, I, we'll wrap it up there. But I'm pretty sure me and Hal were talking about that a few days ago. I, I think Hal pointed it out. And I completely agree with you. But you're asking for a little bit too much creativity out of our coaching staff. All right, everybody, we'll end it there. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Make sure you guys go check out Bryce on Twitter at Motor City Hoops. You check out his podcast. It's on all podcast platforms. I did just guest on there a few days ago. So if you guys want to go check that out, make sure you guys go do that again. Follow him at Motor City Hoops. Thank you, Bryce, for coming on, man. I always appreciate you guys are you coming on, man. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah, I have a blast again. Go check out that episode. It is an all mailbag. You can find it at the Detroit Bad Boys feed. Check out the website. Just dropped a defensive breakdown article. And I, I always enjoy it when we get together, Coop. Absolutely, man. Make sure you guys go subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. And for your second listen of today, before you go check out uh, Bryce's Motor City Hoops Pockets when I checked on there or guessed it on there, make sure you go check out Lockdown Bet, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Uh, thank you guys for listening, guys. Have fun the most you can possibly can uh, with Kate out watching the Pistons. I'm sorry for everybody. It's it's tough. It's it's gonna be tough. I'm I apologize. Uh but yeah, have fun. Try. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll see you guys in the next episode.